0: What is going on, friends? Thank you so much for joining us as we journey through the book of Mark. My name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And if you're new to the podcast, we're going to talk about a particular section of Scripture. I'm going to give some insight. We're going to read it together. We're going to sit in it. We're going to see how we can apply it to our lives today. So let's begin. I don't know if you are anything like me, but I have my go-to movies. And I watch these movies over and over and over again. My wife, on the other hand, does not like watching movies over again. Like every now and again she'll do it, but that's not the way she rolls. But I have a particular set of movies that I love watching again and again. It's kind of like a comforting blanket. Every time I watch it, I feel comforted and I feel seen. And I just love it. One of those movies that happened to be my, one of my favorite movies is Driving Miss Daisy with Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman. And you might be going, that seems like an odd movie for a 42-year-old man to love. Well, uh, it had some sentimental value. I remember going to the movie theater and seeing the, a Hudson car in front of the movie theater and me and my family going to see... Driving Miss Daisy and we didn't go see many movies like this um, as a family back in the day but we happened to go see this movie and it has stayed with me and I felt connected to it ever since. There's a scene in the movie where the main characters Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy. Jessica Tandy is having a relapse kind of having some um, you know she's getting older and so she, there are some complications that sometimes happen when you get older. Well, she's a little confused she thinks she's in the past and she's running around the house looking for some papers that she thinks that um, she has misplaced because she was a teacher in her early days and and she has relapsed back to thinking that that's where she is and morgan freeman's character comes and just walks alongside her ever so slowly reminding her of what is true reminding her of what is true and then finally when she comes back around they're having this conversation and she looks up at him and she says you are my best friend. I'm telling you every time I see that scene tears well up in my eyes because I just think it's a beautiful picture of what love is and really a beautiful picture of what friendship should be. And so I love that scene and as we dive into Mark chapter 15 and we see this scene that if you're familiar to church if you're familiar with the gospel it's a scene that we have seen over and over again. See, Jesus has just been crucified, his life given as a ransom to rescue us from the debt of sin and death. And Joseph of Amrithea goes to Pilate and asks if he could have this body. And it's a beautiful scene because the king has done exactly what he said he was going to do. And he has surrendered his life in an act of obedience to win back what was lost. And every time we read this, I think it should bring us to a place of thankfulness and gratitude and remembrance because it truly is beautiful. Just like that scene in Driving Miss Daisy brings me to a place of, wow, what a beautiful scene. When we read this gospel, when we read this Easter narrative, when we read this story, it should bring us to a place of remembrance and gratitude. And maybe even because we understand the weight of what he paid and what he did. Bring us to a place of just this, wow, God, maybe even tears. And so let's begin reading in Mark chapter 15, verse number 42. It's not a whole lot. We're only going to read about five verses today from 42 to 47, but let's read. I'll pause in the midst of it. It says this, It was preparation day, that is the day before Sabbath, So for Sabbath, you had to prepare in order to rest. And I think that's a word that we're not going to get into today, but you had to prepare to rest. That means you had to work ahead so that you truly could rest well and be reminded that the Lord is enough. And so it was preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea a prominent member of the council who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. Why would he go boldly? Why would the text say boldly? Well, because he had a lot to risk. He sits on this high council, people know who he is, but yet he is boldly in the light of day, so everyone can see he is doing this thing. When I say a lot of day, I mean he is going not in private but publicly to go claim the body of Jesus. This was a statement. This was an act of obedience. This was an act of faith. He said, you know what? That king who just surrendered his life is worthy for me to go and to worship him in this way. Verse 44, Pilate was surprised to hear that, to hear that he was already dead summoning the centurion he asked him if Jesus had already died now this might seem weird to you You might be going why is Pilate surprised well this act of crucifixion it could it it wasn't a direct amount of time that it would take for someone to lose their life by being crucified and so Pilate is shocked and a little confused because he's like oh he's dead already because Pilate Pilate probably has seen guys last very long times on the cross, and he has seen guys last not very long on the cross, and so that is why he seems surprised, just to understand the context a little bit. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. He's like, Joseph, you can have the body of this crucified person who said he was the king. You can have him. You can prepare him for death. You can prepare him... For being put in the tomb, verse number 46. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where he was laid. When I think about this scene in verse 46, stick with me for a second. I think of Joseph going to get the body of Jesus and preparing him ceremonially, preparing Jesus' body to be placed in the tomb. I recently heard a sermon about the bread of life, and and he was talking through John chapter 6. And so in my mind, that is kind of fresh in the landscape, I picture Joseph taking this bread of life this bread that has um, come to the point where it has been surrendered right I, I think of bread coming out of the oven and it is ready for the eating it is ready to do the thing that it was intended to do and so I have this picture of Joseph of Arimathea taking this bread of life Jesus and he's wrapping it in this linen cloth like think about that wrapped in a linen cloth How many fine restaurants have you gone to and the bread is wrapped in a linen napkin? Think about that. Why? Why is the bread wrapped in this linen napkin? Well, because it is prepared. It is ready. And so here is Joseph taking this surrendered sacrifice, this unblemished lamb, and he's wrapping it in linen. I just have this picture of this bread of life of going, look at Jesus being wrapped, being prepared, um, and then places him in the tomb um and it's cut off with a rock then you roll the stone against the entrance of the tube and they would roll the stone they didn't want robbers coming they didn't want people coming so this stone is sealing this like this is completed right this is done and so and then there's a small note verse 47 mary magdalene and mary the mother of joseph saw where he was laid That's important information because you're going to see that they're going to eventually go back to this tomb. They're going to tell others where the tomb is. And so that small little detail that John Mark puts in there, it's a very important detail. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Because eventually they're going to go to that tomb and they're going to be fulfilled because they get to eat of that bread that was surrendered and that was prepared. So I think about... Today, I think about as we approach this Easter season, it's right around the corner as we are coming to the close of our series through the book of Mark. I think, man, Jesus not only is the bread of life, but he has offered himself to me. Am I eating full of what the king offers me? And maybe that's a question you can ask yourself today. Are you eating of what the king has offered? Are you remembering well the offering? Are you responding well to what he has done? Are you worshiping in spirit and truth in light of what the king has done? And if you answer that question, you go, no, Nick, I'm not even sure what that looks like. Nick, what does it mean to respond well? Well, a couple of things I think about is today you're doing a very important part of partaking in the eating of this bread and responding to this bread that was offered on your behalf, this bread of life named Jesus, by interacting with His Word, being refined, being changed, being formed into the image of Jesus by wrestling with the Word of God because you do not leave reading the Word of God unchanged because it does not return void. And so engaging with the Scripture, another thing I would say is prayer Prayer is a conversation you get to have with the king. Now, remember, it is dialogue, not monologue. Often for me, I want to tell God all about my needs. He already knows. It's a dialogue. It's talking and listening, talking and listening, talking and listening. And maybe for you in this season, it is taking a step in reminding and inviting somebody to come and partake of this bread in this Easter season. Using the placement that God has given you, your place and your influence for his glory and so that he can use it for our good. And so today I pray that you will eat well of this bread, that you will remember the sacrifice, that you will remember that this bread had to come to completion so that we could eat of it, and Jesus was willing to be fully who he was called to be. And I love that. And may we continue to be moved by what he has done. May we continue to worship in response to what the King has done. And may we continue to offer our lives as a living sacrifice which is a reasonable act of worship. No, I'm for you. We look forward to seeing you back here soon. You guys have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.